Hello, and welcome to the Acting Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Powell. This is the podcast where we talk about everything acting, from tips and tricks to business ideas, whatever circulates around acting. That's what we're going to talk about. Today, I want to talk about something I notice in a lot of actors that came up recently when I saw a play. And the the title of this episode is called Staying in the Heat. And I'll explain what that means. So I went to see a production of The Seagull by Anton Chekhov. It was a slightly modernized version put on by a theater company with a lot of members that I know and uh, consider friends. And it was a good show. I really enjoyed it. It's very nice when you go to see a friend's show and you truly enjoy it. Because especially in the L.A. theater scene, that can always be a bit of a dicey gamble. But I truly enjoyed watching the show. I thought many of the performances were really well done. My closest friend in the show asked me afterwards to give him some notes on his performance, on anything I thought could have been done better. And the most consistent note I gave him was that he needed to stay in the heat of the scene. So what does that mean? Well, he was playing Medvedenko, and he is a really wonderful actor. However, I noticed in a lot of the more intense moments, rather than staying connected with his scene partner, Masha, and if you don't know the story, very quickly, Medvedenko is madly in love with this woman, Masha, who doesn't really give him the time of day. She does eventually agree to marry him, but quickly becomes absentee at home, doesn't spend a lot of time with him or with their child. And I noticed in the more intense scenes that he had with Masha, he kept looking away to self-generate. Now, do we look a do we look away from intensity in our own life? Of course we do. That happens. But I think in many actors, that impulse comes from the uncomfortability of the connection of what's going on in front of you. And so rather than deal with that, we, we pull away. And it might not just be the comfortability. I think another factor that comes into play here is actors feeling like there needs to be a certain emotion in this scene. Right, So maybe we look away and start self-generating our emotions because we think I have to be a certain level of angry or I have to be a certain level of sad to get this scene right. And I don't think that's how we operate in life. You know, I've been in romantic relationships where we got into a fight at some point, a verbal argument. And there were times when I was emotional in that fight, when I was near tears, and there were times where I was completely stoic. And there was no point in those fights, or those arguments rather, where I turned to my partner and said, hold on a moment, I I just need to to make myself sadder, this isn't right. No, because when we're in life, we just 
go for something, right? And that can manifest in a plethora of different ways. But I think what my friend was doing in the show, and after talking with him, he agreed that there was definitely an element in his performance that aligned with my theory. He was trying to self-generate to have an emotion that he felt should be there for the character. Now, our job is tough, right? Because sometimes we do need an emotion. If the penultimate moment for your character, the climax of their arc is them sobbing in a release of tension or emotion, whatever it is, then yes, there's unfortunately not much you can do. You're going to have to get yourself to sob. But unless something like that is written in the script or your director specifically demands it, and there are ways to get there, by the way, uh, technical ways that you can induce tears or induce an emotion without necessarily organically feeling it on the spot. But unless that is specifically given to you, give yourself some slack in these scenes and these moments and what you quote-unquote know a character should experience at this time. You know, in the, in the biggest moment in the play for my friend, at least I thought one that could have had more intensity... And I thought the only reason it lacked intensity was because he was not taking it off of his partner. He was instead trying to self-generate some form of, of something. But it's when Masha is refusing to go home. She's been away from home for, I believe, three nights from their fairly newborn child. And he is begging her to come home. And... Masha, the actress playing her, was giving such gifts to him that he was not seeing because he was looking away from her and instead trying to self-generate these feelings of, of anger, of hurt, of loss. But if he had looked at her and seen the way that she... She had this repugnant look on her face as she spoke with him. Anytime he reached to touch her, she would shy away in a pretty aggressive manner that I think if, if you are in life and you're in love with someone and every time you try to touch them, they pull themselves away and make a look as though they're about to vomit, that's going to affect you. You know, you don't need to then self-generate that anger. But I think that's what he was trying to do. So ultimately, I gave him a handful of different notes, but that was the biggest note I gave was you need to stay connected to your scene partner. You need to look them in the eyes and you need to take those hits. You need to take them. So we talked a bit about how... Oh, God, I'm sorry. My back is killing me today. Um, well, we talked a bit about how you might pull yourself away from the heat of the moment. It was the heat of the moment. Oh, God. I don't think I can ever recover from that. But we pull ourselves away from the heat of the moment because sometimes we feel like there needs to be a certain emotion attached to it. And rather than allow whatever our scene partner or whatever the moment is giving us to inform the performance, we think we need to self-generate. But another reason that we might pull away 
is because being in intense moments is not a fun thing for us, for human beings in general. So we might pull ourselves away because we don't want to face the intenseness, you know. Medvedenko, the actor playing Medvedenko, might pull themselves away because they don't want to deal with this idea of the woman they love being completely repulsed by them. And I think that's where the amazing performances truly lie. When you can force yourself to sit in that uncomfortability, those emotions that are hurting, I think that's where the great actors and actresses that came before us have shined and where we can shine as well. As an audience member, as someone who goes to watch a performance, that's what I want to see. I want to see someone putting their heart out there to either be accepted or rejected, but truly staying in it. You know, sometimes I think as actors, we find ways to disconnect, even in subtle ways. I noticed something super subtle that I was doing for a while to pull myself away from really intense moments and scenes where I would I would stay connected. I would be looking at my scene partner, but I would allow my eyes to begin to water. And it would kind of blur my vision. And I wouldn't truly be able to see them. I would, I would kind of be able to, right? But they were blurry. And I recognized within myself that subconsciously, I think I was trying to disconnect in some way rather than blink through my tears and and actually see them hurting me in whatever way was coming my direction, I, I chose instead to try to disconnect in some way. Another thing that we do a lot is we shift around. We shake our head and look down. We run our hands through our hairs. We find things to kind of let that energy out so that we don't have to actually sit in it. But sitting in that and letting it just be on stage, but particularly in film or TV, that's where the real magic comes from. That emanates out, that radiates out, to use a Michael Chekhov term. And so it's something that we need to start to train ourselves to do in acting class, um, on stage, in front of the camera. Start training yourself to really take in what's being said to you. And another thing that we need to do is take these things personally. Find our own personal avenue in it. I've taken classes in Los Angeles with a teacher by the name of John Markland, who I highly recommend. And one of the aspects of his teaching that I really connect with and bring into every role I pursue now is this idea of catharsis for both the character as well as the performer. So we should be using our roles to explore and hopefully find a catharsis within ourselves as well. So if I was playing Medvedenko, and if I was playing this character who was madly in love, who believed he had found the love of his life, even though she was not giving him any real signs that she loved him back. 
that's what I would start to explore. Where have I been in life where I've had love for someone or romantic feelings that were unrequited? And I would start to explore where that lies in me, what that experience was like for me. Something I might even do is try to get myself kind of back into that mind state and even record how I behave. See how my voice changes. See how my mannerisms shift. And then I would start to explore, at least my this is my perception of the character of Medvedenko. This is why we're all so unique as actors and actresses is your interpretation could be different. I believe my friends was slightly different than mine, which is fine. That's what makes the performance, again, your own. But for me, in that final act, as he is recognizing, as he is begging his wife to come home and and be with him and with their newborn child, I think what I would feel there is a sense of being trapped. Like I played my life safe and made these mistakes that I'm now just going to have to live with. That I'm now just going to regret. And so that's what I would explore within my own life. What are the ways in my life that I feel trapped? You know, there's definitely avenues and choices that I've made that looking back on, I think, man, I wish I had gone a different path. I think that could have opened up more opportunity for me. That could have made me a different person, a better person. Now, ultimately, I I don't try to dwell on those things because it's a fool's errand. What are you going to do if you truly recognize, man, I should have gone down path A instead of path B. What could you really do? You know, that time has passed. You can make choices in the present that can dictate your future, but you can't really deal with what happened in the past. It just is the past. And there's also this theory in psychoanalysis uh, by a psychoanalyst by the name of Jacques Lacan. And he calls it the mere stage of development. So when we're babies, when we first come into the world, we view everything outside of us as an object, right? We are the subject and everything we see is an object. An object that can give us different things. Uh, A bottle that can give us a full stomach. A toy that can give us entertainment, yada, yada, yada. But at some point, we look in the mirror and we see ourselves. And then our subject becomes an object as well. And the object that we see in the mirror, that doesn't quite match up with the experience of being a subject. And so for the rest of our lives, we have this split where we are both subject and object of our own desire. And that manifests in these thought patterns of things we need to be quote-unquote more complete, to line up those two images of ourselves. So it might be something like, once I get this romantic partner, I'll be more Justin. Once I get this acting job, I'll be more Justin, the Justin I see, the Justin I meant to be. And ultimately, that kind of thinking can really be detrimental. It can really hurt us from experiencing ourselves and fully embracing ourselves. 
And I only bring that up to say those are the themes I think I would explore if I was playing Medvedenko. I'd explore that in my own life. What are the ways that I think I should be that I am not, that are closed off to me now? And I would even explore it in that relationship because what I imagine would happen for me is that initially I would blame her. I would say, she's not loving me. I have done, again, this is all from the perspective of the character, but I have done so much to try to make her happy. We have a child together. I'm, I'm working as hard as I can to try to make sure to provide. I'm being so patient with her. That's a big thing in the script, or at least in the performance I saw, was uh, such a level of patience from Medvedenko, and yet she still shows no respect towards him. So I think initially that's what I would explore. Where are the ways that I felt slighted in my life? But then ultimately I think it would have to come back around to where do I take that ownership? Because Masha, it's not really her fault, right? She never claimed she loved me. Now there are moments, I mean, she agreed to marry me. You know, we had a child together. But simultaneously, I placed my hopes on a fantasy for what I wanted. And now I'm reaping the benefits of that, of marrying someone that I, I knew did not love me, or at least that that's what I would work with, those feelings of being unloved. And then again, I would, I would dive deeper into that personalization. What are the ways that I self-sabotage? What are the ways that I feel unlovable? And when I'm speaking with Masha, how does she kind of stir those feelings within me? And so then when Masha is slighting Medvedenko, she's not slighting Medvedenko. She's slighting me because we have to take it personally. We have to take it on the chin, so to speak. And in order to do that, we have to stay in the heat. It all comes back around. So yes, ultimately the note I would give to a lot of actors is stay in the heat. Don't feel the need to self-generate. I know we, we want to sometimes when we're on stage because we feel like we have to be at this certain place, but you don't. You need to connect. You need to connect to your scene partner and stay in the heat of those uncomfortable moments. Breathe in what they're giving you. And on the exhale, say your lines, whatever impulse is there. Maybe it's a scream. Maybe it's silent and stoic. I don't know. But you got to trust that the beauty of our work is found within the moment, is found in playing off of your scene partner. It's not inherently found in yourself. Now, it's going to come out of you. It's in there. But the only way to truly access it is to be completely present in the moment and to stay in the heat of the scene. So I hope that helps. Thank you for listening to the Acting Notes podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast, feel free to check us out on our socials. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on TikTok at the Acting Notes. You can also check out YouTube, the Acting Notes channel where I put new videos up twice a month. Um, and if you are enjoying this at all, it would be so helpful to me if you could leave a review, um, a rating, 
It just helps other people find it, and it would be quite meaningful to me. Now, if you'd like in your review to leave a question or a suggestion for a topic in the future, I would be more than willing to tackle whatever topics you would like to hear discussed. And I'll also give you a shout out for leaving a review. So no pressure. I don't want to be one of those creators that like demands that kind of thing. I feel like that's always done in pretty poor taste. But know that I would appreciate it greatly. Already, I appreciate you greatly, though, just for listening. So thanks for listening. Have a good day.